I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. HD you are listening to a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello and welcome back to Rediscovering Gandhi. This is the last episode in a limited series to mark the 150th anniversary of Mohandas Gandhi's birth. I'm Shalini Umachandran. There are all these talk sayings and proverbs when you think about Gandhi. Be the change you wish to see in the world. The weak can never forgive. Forgiveness is the attribute of the strong. Actions express intentions. Then there are all the words. Non-violence, ahimsa, the Dandi March, quit India movement. It's almost like the Gandhi from our school textbooks has become this character that we can just capture in a few words. When I was growing up, Gandhi seemed like this slightly boring, extraordinarily saintly soul. And I think most people would say they feel the same way. But when you talk to people from previous generations, like my grandmother for instance, she remembers the smiling, twinkly-eyed Gandhi who would visit her father. She and her cousins would peek out from behind doors and curtains to get a glimpse of him. After the business of the day was done, he'd always come to say hi to them or just chat with them and it seemed like this very relaxed, friendly person. Uh, she also talked about going to public meetings with her aunts. His voice didn't quite reach the back, but his presence filled the room, that's what she said. There's another story that the political scientist Swarna Rajgopalan tells about her mother and aunts remembering Gandhi. So they worked as Sevadal volunteers when Gandhi visited Madras in the early 1900s. They did a lot of errands, fetching and carrying. But really what stood out for them was his afternoon prayer meetings. Thousands and thousands of people would fill what is the commercial district of the city that is Chennai now. And they would have to walk through these crowds to collect uh, money for the freedom struggle. But there was so much discipline. He, he, man, he controlled the crowd with so much discipline and love that these young teenage girls could walk through the crowd completely unafraid, completely safe. That's such an amazing story. This seemed like a more human Gandhi, someone who laughed, someone who was kind, but someone who was also a disciplinarian, someone who reached out whose presence could move people. But he still seemed far removed from the preachy man that books made him out to be. I was very skeptical about his ideas and methods. He seemed to contradict himself so much. I guess each generation comes to Gandhi at their own pace and time. I still have very great and deep reservations about his ideas on gender and caste. But if you go by a lot of those most inspiring quotes that Gandhi is supposed to have made, the things you see online, he's supposed to have said, hate the sin, love the sinner. So going by that logic of taking what's good and working on the rest, I think Gandhi's honesty is what stands out. Every single crazy experiment that he did, he wrote about it in great detail. Not just in his journals for himself, but also in his books, editorials, articles. He lived his life 
truly in the public sphere. He didn't have to do this. He didn't have to expose all his failures and his failings to everyone. He'd say one thing, then he'd change his mind and just as calmly write about how he had changed his mind. To think about it today, when everyone is so busy crafting this perfect image, such authenticity is just hard to believe. It's admirable. His writing is filled with honest reflection, his doubts, his contradictions, his fears. That honesty is really a sign of fearlessness. The other thing I admire, how much he wrote, how much he did in a day. His autobiography and all the other books about him, they tell of a day filled with so many small tasks, with prayer, with exercise, spinning, political discussions, meeting friends, running ashrams, letter writing, bringing out newspapers, fundraising, meeting hundreds of people, doing all those experiments with diet and naturopathy. He was always learning and he was always doing. Even towards the end of his life, he was learning Bengali and he'd practice writing every day. Imagine that, he was nearly 80 and he was learning a new language. In Rajmohan Gandhi's biography of his grandfather, he describes this moment just before independence when Gandhi feels isolated. He'd worked so hard, yet the country was being divided on the basis of religion, exactly what he didn't want. Imagine that, he'd spent the greater part of his life working for something and it didn't come through. His life purpose was not entirely realized. That's quite a lesson to learn at that age. Uh, Swarna puts it better, actually. The story of his life, read over and over, continues to teach me how to live. It teaches me the value of my own journey. It teaches me that my effort counts. It teaches me to focus on the quality of that effort. So taking off from what Swarna said, I think that probably explains why Gandhi's favorite song was Tagore's Ekla Cholo. You can lead a country, an entire subcontinent really, millions of people, but essentially you can still walk alone. There's a line in that song that I really like. If everyone turns away, if everyone fears to speak, then with an open heart and without hesitation, speak your mind alone. Or as one of those stylized Gandhi t-shirts would probably tell you, keep walking. And with that, we wind up the Rediscovering Gandhi podcast. I've really enjoyed it both creating the special edition that we did for Mint on October 2nd and these six episodes. I really hope you enjoyed it too. Thanks for listening. Thanks for staying with us. This was a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.